Welcome to the Coaching Lab Podcast. I'm Head Coach Matt Dennis, and today we're going to be looking at conditioning. Now, this episode is for the coaches who are doing the conditioning on their own. Maybe they've got a JV or freshman coach that helps out, but they don't have a specific trainer that comes in to do it for them. They don't have a sports performance person who comes in to train their athletes. So if you're that coach who's wearing all the hats in your program, I promise you, you're going to get a lot out of this, and your players are going to be able to play harder and longer. Let's go. Welcome to the Coaching Lab Podcast, where basketball coaches build more success in less time by increasing their ability to teach, lead, and coach the players on their team and in their program. This is something that I think coaches kind of do by, you know, on the seat of their pants. They, they just go with what they've always done or they go with what their coach had done previously. And you do get in condition. I mean, the best way to get better at running is to run, right? But there's a kind of a systematic approach to getting better at running. There's some obviously some science behind it. If you look at any track stars or track teams, cross-country teams, I mean, even wrestling, you, you've got to be in a particular, you know, cardiovascular shape to really be effective. And when I mentioned wrestling because it's such a high intensity, uh, it's a short spurt, but it's a high intensity. And those matches can go for some time. So you got to have some stamina in there as well. But you can't train like you're going to go run a 5K in expect to be great when you're on the wrestling mat and the opposite is true you could train like you're going to wrestle and then be a good cross-country runner or a good you know two-miler on the track team well how does that fit into basketball well, basketball is unique in that we have both of those areas we have to cover we need the short burst we need the high intensity we need to be able to do things from anywhere say five to twenty seconds typically and then we also have, to, we need the stamina. We need to have that cross country. So making sure both systems are working properly really helps us out. And I won't get too, I won't dive into the weeds too far into this, but it's important to recognize that there is, your cardiovascular system, you know, really has two different ways of going about things. Uh, you know, they have the, the aerobic and the anaerobic system. The aerobic is going to be your cross-country runners where you're going to have uh, need a lot of stamina. Okay, Your anaerobic is going to be more like that wrestler we talked about. It's going to be more like uh, the sprinters doing the 100 meter dash, that kind of thing, that anaerobic um, system. Both are in play when we're playing in basketball, so it's not easy just to train one. So here's some real clear-cut rules, and that will help you with your practices when you get back into the gym. First thing is, obviously encourage your players to be doing something while they're off. So just 20 minutes of running would be great. That's going to keep their muscles in shape and it's going to definitely keep them so that we're not talking about injuries and having to sit people. That's my biggest fear when I go into the season right now is how many players are coming in so out of shape that this is going to you know, lead to a pulled calf muscle. It's going to lead to a, a hurt back something like that. They're going to pull their quad, um, sprain an ankle more easily, that kind of thing. So it's important to look at how you're going about it. But if the players are in any kind of shape, this will be a lot quicker. But if they're not, 
you want to look at your work to rest ratio. And what I'm talking about is when you have the players, if you get them on the line to sprint, if you do drills with them, you want to make sure that you're looking at their work to rest ratio. You want your athletes to fully recover before they go all out again. So we're really kind of talking about that anaerobic system, the sprinter. So if we're going to, let's take a um, a line drill, for example. So when you're when you're doing a line drill in practice, you know we used to do it. You had to get under 32 seconds early in the year. As the year went on, we had to get it under 30 seconds. Then we had to get it down to 29 seconds. And our best players could get it down below 28 seconds. And a line drill being you're starting at at one end of the court and you're going to the free throw line and back, half court line and back, three quarter court back, and then full court and back. It, a great way to kind of get yourself conditioned, but it also is something that a you know a basketball player never really has to do. You're never going to run that much, um, so I don't know it's the best way to condition, but it certainly is a way that a lot of coaches condition, and it certainly gets the heart going. But if we're going to run for 30 seconds, let's say, so our 30 second mark in our line drill, that's our work. What's our rest supposed to be? So we need to then rest for two minutes. Okay, so 30 seconds, we want a, a one to four ratio of work to rest. So we need to rest for two minutes before we can do it again. The reason that is, is you've got to let your players' bodies completely recharge. And I'd even say you might go farther than that in the very beginning. You might go one to five or one to six uh, work to rest ratio. But you'll be amazed at how many times your players will be able to do, say, a line drill or any other drill you're doing. If you're putting them in groups, uh, and I'll talk a little bit more about how you're going to do groups, but if you're putting them in groups, how much work are they doing and then how much rest are they getting? If they're doing this line drill for 30 seconds and then they're resting for 30 seconds, that's a one-to-one ratio. They never got a chance to recharge. You're definitely going to have your athletes be in... A, a position to to injure themselves to pull a muscle anything like that so it's really important that that one to four is kind of the the place where i'd start if your players are in halfway decent shape and you know they've been doing something then it, you want to lower it to a one to three after you get a couple of weeks in you want to go down to a one to three work to um, rest ratio you're going to lower that on purpose. So let's look at a drill this time. How is that going to look in a drill? Well, in a drill, it might be you're going to put your, your players in groups of four. So let's say we're doing a small-sided game uh, where they're playing one-on-one. -on -one. Small-sided games are, are great for high-intensity, short burst, and we want to have this in our players. So we're going to have them play this one-on-one, -on -one, but since they have four people in their group, when they get out, so they play defense, let's say, and now they hop in the end of the line, they're going to wait for guys in front of them to go again before they get back up there. So you built in your, your one-to-three uh, work-to-rest ratio automatically, and then you have them do that if you put three or four minutes up on your game clock and you're going to do that drill, let's say, for four minutes, they're going to go through that several times where they have the opportunity to work, then rest, work, then rest. And it's pretty much built into what they're doing. So the one to four, we're talking more. This is, is true and no matter what you're doing, but I gave you the example of how do you do that inside your, your regular running or your conditioning. And then the one to three gave you an example of how do we do that in practice. If you're doing shooting drills, we do a lot of full-court shooting drills. We like to push the ball. We like guys to sprint the floor. I can't have them do that 
and then expect them to go full speed all out within five more seconds. You've got to put them full court shooting drill and have them go all out, give them rest, you know, three to four times what they did for the work, and then have them do it again. You'll notice your athletes are going to get in a lot better shape, a lot faster, and they're going to be able to perform this in games way faster because you built it in to what they need. So what do we do when we get to games? Because games, you, you don't always get a chance to rest for the four times the amount of work you did. Well, that's where your scrimmaging comes in, and your scrimmaging has to be built into your conditioning plan. Uh, so if in the beginning especially, we want to start with shorter bouts, so we might want to start with you know, four or five-minute scrimmages to get them running up and down the floor. That's going to be really important to have them you know, moving, shuffling, jumping, doing all those repetitive movements. But the thing is, they don't get the one to four work to rest ratio or the one to three work to rest ratio in a scrimmage. It's much closer to a one to one or a one to two ratio. And that's really important to know that we don't spend all of our time in the one to one and the one to two. It can't all be scrimmaging. It can't all be just sprinting, sprint after sprint after sprint without any rest because the players basically will will just run themselves ragged. The, the play will go down. It'll be sloppy. They'll start walking. We've all seen it in open gyms in the summertime. You got to be methodical about how you do it. So we're planning our work to rest ratios in all of the things we're doing, like drills in our sprints. And then we're allowing them to get in kind of that game shape. And that's where you add in the aerobic part of it that we talked about. What's where you're adding it. You aren't giving your body that chance to recuperate 100%. And we're going to make their their um, their bouts of scrimmaging shorter in the beginning, and then they're going to get longer. Or we're going to have a scrimmage for, say, 12 minutes, but you're rotating guys every three minutes. And that does a couple things. One, mentally, it tells those players that they've got to really work hard and they've really got to get after it hard because they only have three minutes. But you're training their bodies as well to not be overloaded and then you're giving them a break. This is something that in our program we looked at really closely before the pandemic and the shutdown. How do we get our players to go hard for four quarters? Everybody says they're going to do it. But we went in and we talked to some coaches to really learn how the, how we can do it. These are track coaches. These are cross-country coaches. These are people who are experts in their field. We wanted to know how we can do that because the fourth quarter, we want our players to be, you know, the ones who are in attack mode, not the ones who are trying to react. This is a little bit of how we go about it in a natural or in, in any regular season. We're going to do the same thing, but I'm going to be paying much closer attention to my work to rest ratio. Uh, in the beginning, and then you know, we'll, as the season gets going, then we can we'll change it up a little bit. So definitely going to be different than we've done in the past. If you are a, a coaching lab member in the drill vault, you will find there are plenty of conditioning drills. All the drills that we use, full court shooting drills, the full court uh, dribbling and defensive drills, all of those drills are what I've used over the last four years in Otsego to train our players and to get them ready. And I think this is something that you can pretty easily implement into your practices and into your conditioning schedule, whether your season has been moved back because of the pandemic or you've already been playing, but you're trying to prepare your team for you know tournament play that they're in the best shape possible. It doesn't matter. You start putting in these principles, you'll see that your players will be able to go harder for longer periods of time. And it's going to make a big difference in their conditioning, both in the anaerobic phase and the aerobic phase of the game.
So, Coach, hope we got something out of it. Good luck this season. Coach, if you've enjoyed the Coaching Lab podcast, I encourage you to go give us a five-star rating and even leave us a review. I'd greatly appreciate it. Thanks for listening to today's episode, Coach. If you'd like more great coaching content, I encourage you to check out the Coaching Lab at CoachMattDennis.com. You'll find everything you need to have more success in less time.